when Rabbi Reinhold's called me, he asked me to come speak in Zivat Torah. I, I wanted to be able to come. I wanted to be able to come. I've come in the past. And Rick Shmuel, Shabikas and Stark, Shabimatzlid, and all the Avaidis doing in America. Wherever else, wherever else he is. And his mysterious nefesh, looks at it and sees together with all the rabbis and the staff. And that's what you're all part of. You're all part of that Masir's Nefesh. When you sit and you learn, that's, that's adding to the, to the Kayach that the Yeshiva should be able to do the job that it's here for. So why I like to come to Zivat Tiger is because Rabbi Shmuel is such a Gavaldik Rosh Hashim and such a Gavaldik Tavachach. And besides that, he's such a Gavaldik about Menagin. And in my elder years, I don't look as old as I am. I'm very, very old. A lot ancient than I am, than I look. But uh, the Rebbeinu gave me a little bit of a, a Pesach, a Pesach into the into Nagina. So, not at all the level of Shmuel, but, but I know when I come here to Zivat Torah, knows how to sing. Everyone knows how to sing. So I get an opportunity to to be able to share a little bit with you a shtickle Nagina. And that way we'll open up our hearts a little bit together. And then we'll try to add on a little something in the Torah. The real Nagina is the Torah. I heard from a very, very chashviyid. Very, very chashviyid. I just heard a shot of Chaim Yitzchak Kaplan from the last Talmudim from Revutna. One of the Rashivas of Pachet Yitzchak and the Mashgirch and the Shivas Chavra. He's a close, close yidid of mine. He told me from the altar, the altar, there's a lot of altars, right? I call myself the altar from Harnov. People say, I'm the altar from Harnov. But the real altar is There's also the altar of Navardic. The altar of Navardic. Ah, he's, a, he's a direct enical from the altar from Navardic. And the altar from Navardic once said, it was a, a Navardic. You heard of Navardic? Have you heard of Navardic? Anyone know what Navardic is? To the city in Poland. Huh? City in Poland. City in Poland. City in Poland. Very good. But besides being a city in Poland, it's like, that's like incorrect to say. Why does it incorrect to say? Because Nevardic is Nevardic. Not a city in Poland, it's Nevardic. You know, who was from the prime Talmudian from Nevardic? The Stipler. I was like to see the Stipler many, many times. I was the Stipler many, many times. The the Balkilis Yankov, the father of Unzra Sarah Tayyar Abhaim Shlita should be Gazunstark. He learned in the Vardak, a Talmud from the Altar from the Vardak. And so there was a Bakr that learned in the Vardak and he went home for Bain Azmanim. And he came back to the Yeshiva, and when he came back to the Yeshiva, he went to see the Rashiva. So he came in, and the Rashiva said to him, No, Vas Stuga learned. What'd you learn, Bain Azmanim? So he was an honest Navardika Bakr. He says, You know, he was honest. It's a little hard to understand, but that's what he said. He said, What were you machadish? Maybe you didn't learn something. Maybe you're machadish. A rayon, a musher thought, something. He said, No. So the altar said, Chachik a nigger. At least a nigger. Were you at least, did you have, did you come up with a nigger? Everyone thinks that Navari is learning musher. He's at least a niggin. <coughs> the altar said, a niggin, that's also, a, 
something. What does it mean to something? So the Hezbollah that I heard is, is that the Nigan is the Ruach from Torah. You know, Ziv HaTorah, and then there's the Ruach HaTorah. The Ruach HaTorah is the Nigan. That's the way we're really supposed to learn. We're supposed to learn Bashira Bezimra. Our whole lives are really supposed to be Bashira Bezimra. So Nigan gives a Kayach, the Ruach HaTorah, at least the Ruach HaTorah. Rabbi said, right now the Megillah is being read. The Megillah is being read. Like the mission said, Megillah Nikris. Rabbi, where's Megillah Nikris? In two weeks, we'll have the Megillah Nikris. Ah, if you hold back the mission, I'll lift your base and give me a dollar bill. Rabbi said, there's a Megillah. It's being read right now. What's going on in the world? It's a Megillah. Rabbanisham is is giving us a Megillah for our times. What's a Lush the Megillah? Megillah is a Lush the Galois to be Megillah. Where are we living? What kind of world are we living in? We're living in a in a Matzah and Hester Ponim. Who would imagine the year that we're in 2022, right? 2022, right? Tough Tough Shin Pei Beis. Tehishnas, Putin, Biden. <laughs> Putin, Biden. Someone said that, you know, because of Corona, they thought that the war between Russia and Ukraine would be on Zoom. <laughs> would be on Zoom. Rabbi says, not on Zoom. The Ukraine. So everyone knows Ukraine. I'm sure over here they know Ukraine. Umar. The Thousands of them. Rabbi said, we're sitting here right now in a nice, comfortable, have gone to the Barilan area. You guys are Mamish seasoned veterans from Afghanis. You've seen everything here. I don't know if you've ever been in it, but you've seen it all. Nothing compared to what's going on, Muhammad. To know what this Megillah is all about, to be able to reveal it in Megalit, you have to be a Navi, you have to have Ruach HaKadosh. You don't have it. But maybe we could just look at certain things and say, what can I learn from this Megillah that's being read? Because it's my Megillah. If, you're, if we're alive now in this time, that means this is our Megillah. The Gemara says in Yavamas, so everyone's saying over this Chazal, Rav Shagashtayim said it over. Everyone's saying over. Ain Peronius Bala Oilam Ela Bishvil Yisrael. The Lord Yavamas. Peronius, bad things don't come into the world except for Claudius. And Rashi says, why does the Rav bring Peronius into the world? Kidegli Ro'em Ulachser V'Tshuva. In order that we should be afraid and we should be chayzer b'tshuva. Now, for us, we're sitting up here, we're not afraid. But if we think, if we're connected a little bit, we get out of our own little selves, and we take a look at our brothers that are running away. Everyone must have heard the stories. Yidin running away, the list. Yidin from Uman just left today. People in Kiev, people in Odessa. People trying to get out. 
there's over 300,000 Jews living in Ukraine. Tremendous, tremendous population of you. And over the last 30 years, Meisters were built. Meisters, regular Meisters, yeshivas, and 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 Tamatars and Khatars. And, and it's very interesting. Very interesting. There's a yid that's involved over here. His name is Zelensky. Zelensky is the president of Ukraine. He's not from, but he's a yid. There's a Pasik in the Megillah. What does the Pasik say? The Pasik says Mordechai comes to Esther. And he tells Esther. Everyone's familiar with the Psukim. Don't think that you're going to run away. You're going to be safe. You're going to sit in the palace and everything's going to be all right. You're going to be quiet now. It's going to be It's going to come in a different way. Who knows if this is not the time that was given to you? Be able to stand up and to show your malchus. Now, sometimes when we bring in like what's called actualia in Hebrew, you know, like really what's going on in the world, we somehow try to put it into the base measures. You have to know where it really fits. But Lafia and his diet is like a double push. It. What the Putin, the president of Russia, is doing now is he's showing he has the power, he has the might. And if you know a little bit, you don't know because you you might not you might you weren't brought up. And I I grew up, I grew up, I'm a lot older than you. I grew up, I remember as a little boy. I remember when the Russians placed missiles in Cuba. And the president of the Soviet Union that was Nik- Nikolai Khrushchev. Khrushchev said the famous ver- words, We will bury you. We will bury you. And he said it like, we're going to wipe you out. And as little kids growing up in the Talmud Torah, I grew up, I went to in Baltimore, I was in Chafetz Chaim and TA. Yeah. The teachers taught us that if there's going to be a nuclear bomb, then there was an atomic bomb. A little less than a nuclear bomb. Just a little bit. So you have to, you have to, the sirens are going off, you have to crawl underneath the table, you have to cover your heads, you shouldn't look outside. And you have to be there until, the, until they tell you you can go out. So what do you think? You think you, little kids are hearing the news, they don't get afraid? 1962, John F. Kennedy, he stood up and he said, no, you know. And America then was, uh, was, was strong. And they made a decision. Today, Rabbi Isai, America is weak. Everyone that's here, you probably asked me, you know, if you know a little bit about the politics of America, for the, uh, for the English, you maybe don't know it, but you know, for the American, everyone. Pro, we're all pro-Trumpers. Trump, if Trump was around, oh, man, nothing would happen. He would put Putin in his place. I'm not here to say if he would or if he would. And now we have what's called Sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> Sleepy Joe Biden. This is the way Trump calls Sleepy Joe Biden. Joe Biden. 
An old guy. And Putin has power. And Zelensky, he was a comedian. What was he? A joker, an actor. But Rabbi Sain, he's not running away. He's not giving in. He's being ma'achit, his nation. If you follow what's going on, his nation, they're standing, they're fighting. They're fighting for their lives, but they're fighting. Is he going to be victorious? The Russians, they have so much more armament and there's no way he's standing up. And what we have to learn from this is, is that when we see that there are people that they stand up, he got Lamalchus. This is why he was put there. He was put there at this time to stand up. And he asked only Yidin to daven for him. He asked the chief rabbi, Yaakov Lach, to daven. And he's asking Yidin to daven for him. To daven for all. We should be davening for him because we daven for all the Yidin that are in Sakana. I, this one got out, this group got out, Rabbi Sam. Ain Purani is Bala Oilam. That we should be Ma'ayra. That we should be Chazib Achuba. So what is the Rabbanu Shalom saying to each and every single one of us? What kind of malchus are you standing up for? Each one of us. So I start talking to myself. Am I standing up for the Melech Malchim? I can't go and fight in Ukraine. But I can fight from over here. I can fight for the Yidin over there. We have to be Mishtatif and the Tsar, the Rabbi. Hey, sir, the Yaakov. Today, I don't know if they did in Yeshiva, we died in Yom Kippur Kod. I said, tell them. That's the minimal. I want to tell you a story that took place this Shabbos of a, of a, a, Tom, a student of my wife's. My wife teaches in a, a seminary for Baalist Shuvahs. And there's a, a girl that was a Basbais by us. She got married around four or five months ago. Her name is Meredith. And Meredith came from New Jersey, completely, completely not affiliated. She went to college. She was uh, she grew up in a reform home. And the way of Anderson made it, came to her Israel on the birthright, ended up coming and getting involved in going to seminary. She went to a, uh, a Balas Chuva seminary in Hanov that my wife teaches him. And she came about bias, bias. And she's been back and forth every five, six years she's been by house. She got married a little late. Her husband, Baruch Hashem, is a, a Queens boy, and, 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 and he's also a little bit older. They got married. And she was biased by Shabbos for Shabbos. And a week ago, Shabbos beforehand, her grandmother was Nifter. Her grandmother was also, she grew up in America, she belonged to the Reform. Reform movement. No Yiddishkeit, nothing. It's her and her sister with only two people from her family that are that came from, and a lot of them married out. The grandmother married, married married a Jew, and she was Jewish, and her children are Jewish. <coughs> her parents are both Jewish, which is not the norm today. But a, a week ago she was nifted, but she said that around a month ago she heard that her grandmother in her will in her tzavo, she wrote that she wants to be cremated. Lo aleinu. Everyone familiar with the word cremated is? They take the body, they burn the body, they put it into a little cup. Yeah. 
you put it on top of the windowsill or in the, in the dining room. This is by people. They don't want to be buried. They want to be cremated. And she wrote in her tzavah. So this married this father, she's a grandmother, you're not gonna have first you throw. But you know, if you know a little bit about the, the mechanics of Balit Shuva with their family, life is very complicated. You start telling people that don't have any cycles of Yiddish that what they have to do, oh you're a fanatic and you're this and that. She thought that she's not gonna be successful. But she is an action. And at one point she said to her sister, she says, we can't let this go through. You have to do something about it. So they, she called her father, who's the son of her grandmother, and he, she said that. Abba. I said, Abba, she said, Daddy, whatever. She said, Daddy, you know, you have to speak to, 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 to grandma that she has to agree to have a burial, a funeral. So the father said, he's a nice guy, but he has no shaykh, not, not, he has no shaykh of Yiddish guy. Says, you know, in our family, we don't do these things. The grandmother said she wants it written in her will. I'm going to fulfill the wishes of my mother. I'm not going to do it. This girl said, I want to tell you, this bothers me and my sister Amy, and we're mamish, we're broken from it that the grandmother's not going to have, not going to have cruises. He says, listen, nothing like it. And that was it. That was her status. Three hours later, she gets a phone call from her father. The father says, I want to tell you, I spoke to your grandmother and I told her over, I told her over what you said. And grandma said, if my two grandchildren are so upset and this is like the imkenafsham, then I want them to be happy and I want to do Kharasis. She was Nifter on Shabbos. She was buried in last Sunday in New Jersey. And she had Kharasis. Well, then there's a Kaddish being sent for her. Why? Because a Yiddish girl said, in the ace hazois, he got lachos. Every person has their time when they have to know where am I standing for the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu place me here? And that's what we have to know. We have to know Rabbi said. The Megillah is being read. The Megillah is being Nikris. And we see that there's a year that stands up for his country. And he's Ma'ach in his country. So what are we doing? Are we standing up? For the Rabbi? What does the Rabbi want me to do now? Chazal say, Ma Yasa Adam, Biyanotza Mechevle Mashiach, Yasik Petoira, Ubegamilz Chasan. So, Taira, it's very Pashtun. Taira, you're in Yeshiva. I came yesterday to the Yeshiva. I have to tell you, the morning Seder was a fire. It was a fire. It was a brand new guy from learning in Shtag. When I got up to speak, I said, I have to ask Mechila. I feel bad. I'm being Mafsik, Mimishnazai, to give the Shmuz. Rabbi Isaac, each and every single one of us has a responsibility for ourselves, for the tzibur and the yeshiva, for the oilam hatayra, and the oilam of So to to shtayk these days, that's for sure. To be a mensch, to care about another person, to care about a family member, to care about a friend. 
And to recognize that only works when a person is an oivid, a person who works on his midas, which is not an easy thing. Not an easy thing. I was able to learn by a lot of great people. And one of them was Rav Moshe Feinstein, I was a young boy, I was able to learn that. They know about the book, they don't know about the book. For those of you who don't want to know, Nachman Zeltzer wrote my stories of my relationship with 22 Gedolim. It's called At His Rebbe's Site. Please go and buy it, so then I'll get a lot of money. No. <laughs> so get it if you want to get it. Yeah, they have, she doesn't have it. You have to get it. You have to get it. It's got a very good one. And the emotions that sound was the honor of Mikol Adam. Besides his godless interior, I was looking to drive him many, many times. I was looking to speak with him. So to see his meter studies. And Rav Moshe Zetzal said that he worked on one meter for 40 years. And he wasn't the guy to see what that meter was. But I heard from a lot of Talmidim, Gedoyim from Rav Moshe, that was the meter of Anova. The meter of Anova. 40 years Rav Moshe was working on the meter of Anova. So if Rav Moshe could work on the meter of Anova for 40 years, Rav Moshe said, can we work on it for a week? Can we work on it for a month? Some aspect of And you must have heard of the Mashkiach, Rav Shlem of Olbi, and he wrote such a good one. What's needed in order to learn really what Avodah Samusar is. It's one thing to learn the safe and the other thing is to practice it. So I'm learning now the Midah, the Vadim on the Inyanim of Savlanis. Savlanis, Rabbi, said to be Saivel. Saivel, Rabbi, said, everything Savlanis. I, I got I to have such a burden. You know, Mitz Hashem, soon, at the right time. You're going to be going out into the parish of Shaduchim. And you're going to have to learn how to live with another person. And that's not going to be like living in Yeshiva with your Asia connector. And then the Midas, oh, 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 they become very, very apparent. Very apparent. If a person has good Midas, a person doesn't have good Midas. What is marriage called in the Lashon of Chazal? Nisuim. The Lashon of Nisuim is Binaisei Ba'ol. Binaisei Ba'ol. Well, I know I get to, to deal sometimes with people, you know, that they have problems in the marriage. And sometimes, uh, you know, he says, he says, she says, you know, <laughs> he says, she says, oh, if she would change this meter, then everything would be all right. And how about you? Have you changed one meter? Have you worked on one meter? And you want her to work on her meter? Everybody says she comes from a different background, a different lifestyle. Whatever it is, it could be. And you come. You have to learn how to work together. Nice, I said to be nice about it. That's in marriage. Then there's having children. You mechanach your children. Oh, 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 a lot of you know, parents, children, you might have had a little uh, something that might have come along in your lives. Chinuch, Rabbeim, Talmidim. A manal once came to him that there was a, a kid in the cheder that was a big Balchutzvah. And he was making all the Rebbe's crazy. And they tried every trick in the book. And they uh, and they uh, they gave him warnings. And he did this, and he did that, and he was a Baal Chutzpah, and he was... Uh, 
becomes a terror. A terror. And finally, it got to the point where they just, the Rebbe said, you know, we can't have, you know, gotta, he, he can't, can't he, he hits the other kid. There's that. A mazik. Terrible. So they went to the, they told the Manal, and Manal says, listen, then I have to have a policy. We don't throw out a kid unless we go speak it over with the girl. He said, okay, speak over the girl. So he went to speak to Rav Shach, and he went to Rav Shach, and Rav Shach said to him, tell me about what happened. And he told him, it's this, and the rep is this, and it's going on for months and a year, two years, and, and, and there's no one to talk to. So Rav Shach says, what's it to show him bias by the parents? So Manal said, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's with the what's with the parnasa by the parents? You know, is it a problem over there? They have parnasa. It, yes. I don't know. So Shach said, uh, "I know one thing. Someone has to leave the cheder. Not the Talmud. It's the Manal. If the Manal doesn't know what's going on in the house, so how can he make a decision on what to do with the child? It's a little sharp. And the Manal got the he got the hint." Rabbi Sai, every single one of us is going to be a menahel in our house with our children. And we have to know that we have to understand it's an old. And we have to work on our own midas before we can train our kids. If we work on our midas when we're young, then we have an opportunity to be able to be good parents. Because sometimes it's going to do something and it's going to freak you out and then all of a sudden you might get angry and then there's cars. And if you want to know something is going to really impact on the child, it's only the nachas nishma. The nachas nishma. Anytime you got to scream and you got to shout. I always say of my Rebbe, I wrote, this I wrote in the book, my Rebbe, Rebbe Rebbe Feinstein, should be because of stock. Son of Rabbi Moshe said that his father patched him twice. Twice he got a patch from his father. Once he played hooky and he went with his friends to a baseball game. And his father was not upset with him when he went to a baseball game. It was the Yankees in the old days. And the Yankees won. Like the Yankees always used to do. And it wasn't because he he went to the baseball game because he played hooky from school. He wasn't an English lesson. The second time was he spoke chutzpah once to his mother. So his father came home and his mother, the Rebbe told Moshe that he's done moving. So Moshe called him into the office and he said to him, what happened? And he said, what happened? He says, do you understand what you did? He says, you understood what I did? He says, sit in the office. And he sat, he made him sit in the office for a half hour. Half hour all on. And then Rav Moshe came in after half hour. And Rav Moshe went over to him and says, you understood what you did? He says, yes, Rav Moshe gave him a, a patch like this. Rav Moshe said, I was already bigger than my father then. And my, his hand probably hurt more, more than my face hurt. But I broke down and I cried like a baby. Because I understood that not only did I spoken chutzpah to my mother, but I had, because of that, I had created distress for my father as well. But that was the, the delicacy of the way the Gedolim, they hold like that. 
you're going to be in a situation, all of a sudden, your son is going to do what your daughter is going to do. And you're going to have to make a decision. And you have to know one thing. If you're going to hit the cast, the cast, whoa, 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 whoa. Nothing good is going to come from that. It's better to run out of the house and come back two days later than to say something which is going to... Rabbi said, there's a posik. Ay, 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 ay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make it. The vort is a gavard, the gavard. But, uh, you know, the, because only five minutes, so we're, we're going to try it like this. The Torah speaks about twice the parsha of Aaron Hakayan's Misa. One, it speaks directly. And one time it says, Vayifku B'nai Yisrael. Vayifku kol B'nai Yisrael. When Moshe Rabbeinu dies, all of Klai Yisrael died. Rashi says, who's all of Klai Yisrael? The men and the women. The men and the women. Why? So Rashi HaKadosh points out in Bamidbar, and he says, because Aaron HaKadosh was a Raydev Shalom, Umatil Shalom, Ben Ish L'Reyeyu, Ben Ish L'Ishtar, so therefore, the women, they knew whenever there was a tzara, Aaron Akai was always going to step in and he was going to help. So even if the Yeshiva Baruchim didn't learn so good when they were in Zivat but there was an Aaron Akai to come along and to save the day. So the men cried because he was also helped them and they should not fight with their friends. And the women cried because he was Matashon. Rashi, in the end of the Varim, Speaks about the Misa of Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayifku b'nei Yisrael. So Rashi says, Vayifku b'nei Yisrael. Haschorim. Only the men. Not called b'nei Yisrael. Abu ba'arin. B'tach shahoyer roidev shalom. D'noisein shalom. Ben Yisraelu. Ben Yisraelabayma. Never called b'nei Yisrael. Zuchar the case. So Rashi says over here, he changes one word. He doesn't say matel shalom, he says noisin shalom. What's the difference between matel shalom and noisin shalom? So I heard from a very chashmid, Shragi Nuru, the Shabbat Zotashtag, Pshat. Matel shalom is, is that, you know, sometimes you have partners and they have a falling out with each other. And it's like, whoa. They're going to go at each other. Sometimes the situation the family structure is so out of whack. They're going straight to Besden. They're already finished with it. What did Aaron Akayan do? He was matel shalom. Matel means like he was matel. He just st- stopped in his tracks. He stood up and he said, you can't let this happen. Later on, Rashi says something else. Nice and shalom. What's nice and shalom? It's a higher madrega. You don't kind of create a situation where you have to be matoshol. The atmosphere is so givaldic. It's filled. The way I live my life is a life which is filled with shalom, with harmony. It's Nasina Shalom. The husband walks into the house. The wife is so happy to see it. And the husband is so happy to see the wife. Comes home, the kids, they're jumping all over the place. The place is a mess because the wife has been handling things. And the husband says, I'm so happy. Oh, what can I do to help? 
He doesn't say, where's my steak? Why is everything so messy? No, he walks out with the greatest simcha. <coughs> Thank you so much. What can you sit down? I'm going to take care of That's Nasina so. But I added on. So why did Rashi change it from Bamidbar until the Lord? My iron was nifter. My Shabbat was nifter a couple months later. The last year. When Aaron Akain died, at the end of his dieting, the women quickly, it was a brach. The person that was Matil Shalom for all the nation that needed it, that came in and stood up for them, he, he was gone. They cried, they cried, they cried. A few months later, they understood that Aaron Akain's Kayach was not just a Kayach Matil Shalom. It took them a few months. It was Nesim Shalom. He created the definition that when you come into the house, you should be able to have an, an avira, an atmosphere of shalom. My Rebbe, Rebbe Chaim used to give a shmuza on Sunday nights in Mir Yeshua. And I heard from a Yid that Sunday nights, the Kola wives in Matasdorf, those days the Kola wives with the Matasdorf, now they live on around Yishko. And in Maladaf and everything else. There was, no, there was nothing out of here, nothing going on over here. Yeah, there weren't even Afghanis in there. Can you imagine? Yeah. It was, not, it was a bunch of sand. I, I can go on for hours and hours. The main thing is, the Kolowais of Matersdorf, they waited for Sunday night because they knew that their husbands, when they came back from Reb Chaim Shmuz, it would be nicer to them because he was Matel Shal. The boss said, what can we do? Le'es kazais, igat l'malchus. This is our malchus. What are we doing for the matzah? For sure, we have to steig in Torah. For sure, we have to gemilas chasam. For sure, we have to daven. Be friendly. Be happy. Be happy with another person. Simcha. Look at the good in another person. Be a nice and shalom. Don't wait. Don't just do a matel shalom. Be a nice and shalom. And if we'll do that, then the Rabbanu Shalom, it's Hashem, will listen to our tzilas. And... This month will be Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.